Welcome, everybody, to another review discussion. This time I am here with Mr. Alex O'Neill, and we are about to talk and discuss ninjas and lots of cool stuff with Sekiro, or excuse me, Sekiro. Shadow said twice. Yeah. Hi, Scott. Hi, are you ready? I am. So, uh, Sek- Sekiro, good video game, I would yes. say. Yes. Let's give the good folks a brief introduction. So, you are uh, put together the review for our website on Sekiro. Um, Mm -hmm. You are the resident ninja master, I would say. I think you're the only one on the site that has actually beaten Sekiro, and you have beaten it a bunch of times, haven't you? I've beaten it, I think, two and a half times now. Oh, man. Basically. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of video game. It's a good video game to uh, invest time into, though. I think so. Personally, my opinion. We'll get into that. Oh, for sure. For sure. So give, um, what was your experience, like, brief history lesson? Were you, like, really excited for Sekiro before it came out? Or um, were you not really following it and just thought, oh, this looks cool, I'm going to play it? Like, what was a brief, the lead up to Sekiro before you actually started playing it? Sure. Uh, I I like Dark Souls. I think uh that's not a requirement for Sekiro. I don't think you have to like and have played Dark Souls or Bloodborne or the the many kind of like uh homages to those games. Um but I'm a big fan. I like uh Miyazaki who's the director. He's one of the directors on Sekiro there's two. Um which makes sense cuz uh I think during the development of Sekiro uh, he like became the president of From Software, and he has like <laughs> other responsibilities too. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of like his style in particular. Like I I think he he knows how to make challenge like scale up in a great way. He's directed Dark Souls, Dark Souls Three, and Bloodborne specifically to give folks a point of reference on him. Um, so yeah, I was I was definitely anticipating Sekiro hotly. Let's say, um, and and I was really. I I went in not completely blind, I would say, but I, I definitely distanced myself from as much information about Sekiro as I could, save for a couple of previews, just because I really wanted that. I think I, for me, from software games of this ilk and and of their kind of more recent catalog, really benefit from not having that much of an expectation going into them and not knowing what can and will happen mm-hmm. um so so i i definitely went in relatively blind uh to the game itself but i was hotly anticipating i'm a big fan of what from's been doing for the last couple of years okay now in your review one of the things that i that struck me most um that i thought was most interesting was that you found that the resurrection mechanic it created a, what, what was originally like in the Soulsborne games a very similar loop but it made it mm-hmm. totally fresh and totally different bec- and because of this redesign of death and consequences expand a bit on that like why did the aspect of dying and immediately come or having the option to immediately come back really ch- completely change that mechanic um from and was that you saw as such a departure from the previous games yeah i it's it, there's a lot of little things to it, and and a lot of it I think is going to vary depending on how you play Sekiro, which is that's true of of like a lot of Froms games and and whatnot. Um, I, so like 
I think From Software really created a new kind of death consequence with their games. And and I say that just because they did it in Demon Souls and then so many other video games <laughs> did it, like did exactly this, like Hollow Knight does it. Mm-hmm. Um like there's infinite like souls likes that, you know, hey, you die and all the currency you carried uh is left at that point where you died and then you have to kind of go retrieve it. Mm-hmm. But if you die again on the way, you you lose everything. Um, and, and that creates a very specific kind of loop and it's a good loop. I would say, I, I think the ways that they kind of change it little bits, um, in like bloodborne when enemies can like absorb your blood stain and you have to kill the enemy to get your, your echoes back, something like that, I think is really cool. Um, but they just like took all that out in Sekiro and instead kind of put these new stipulations on death, right? If you die, uh, for real, uh, you will just lose half your money and half of your experience toward your next skill point, um, which is is kind of like the only real. Those are the only two kinds of currencies ever in the game, right? There's no mm-hmm. universal currency for experience and levels and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but giving you the ability to just kind of come back to life uh, at least once every time uh, you die, um, and there there are certainly situations where you can't just do that. Um, there's status ailments that you get that will prevent you from resurrecting. Um, there are enemies that will weaken you in a way that basically almost make it so you will for sure die uh, and you can't resurrect. And that stuff doesn't happen toward more the like later half of the game. Um, so so they they certainly find ways to like challenge you regardless of that. But I I felt like early on it made me a little bit more bold. Uh, and it, it, I, I think there's like a cautiousness to say like a dark souls, um, where if you die, you know, you're, you know, you're going to lose everything and it's going to be on that spot. There's a cautiousness of not wanting you, you to get yourself into too deep a situation. Um, but there's also like this kind of constant guard you have to be on, uh, because anyone who's played those games knows as soon as you have like a million souls is exactly when you're going to die. So you always have to be kind of thinking about it. Uh, whereas this is like, if I get myself into a nasty situation, I can kind of just get out of it. I can die, resurrect and just run in the other direction. And certainly there, there are times when you're surrounded and, and it's not that easy, but I, especially early on, it, it really emboldened me to, to challenge enemies that I, I was scared of. Um, to to experiment with different kinds of attacks and and different kinds of dodges and and parries, the different mechanics that they they lay out for you, uh, it it just it blends so well with everything that Sekiro does to kind of like from software's previous formulas of really prioritizing aggression and and giving you the tools to be aggressive uh, and and experiment and and be more bold and and not try and just inch your way through all of their their levels like mm-hmm. it's almost as if they know like hey we're gonna make it a lot harder because if you die you know you're just gonna lose stuff you can't get it back but we will give you this kind of half out of depending on where you are between this checkpoint and the next you can kind of finagle your way out of that situation if you have to um so it's both more forgiving and also like more punishing um and it, it it didn't like go all the way in one direction or the other which i really like 
it is kind of like a reimagining of of death and consequence and it's it's really clever i think uh i really like the system by the end of it um so that that's really it <laughs> so in terms of which aspect do you think breaks that loop most is it that you can immediately come back or is it more so that it's removed the consequence of dying like i think which would you say breaks that loop more i think it is that the consequence is more inevitable um because i i feel like at least and this might be more specific to me in in all fairness but I know a lot. I've played Dark Souls and Bloodborne with multiple people, like so. I've kind of either on purpose or not, like forced this method of playing on other people. I think like the thing about uh, the tension that that like the the fact that you could lose everything at any point uh, of those games builds is great, but I think it it really creates an uneasiness that that limits experimentation. Um, I think making the fact that when you die, which you will die eventually, ultimately you can't get away from it forever, uh, in Sekiro, uh, you will just lose things and there's no getting them back. There's no going back on that. I think making that more inevitable and, and less reversible, uh, is, is the, the ticket. Like it, it's not necessarily the resurrection in itself. It's the fact that the ultimate death that you will experience will have permanent consequences and that's it. Like there's no half measure. There's no coming back from it. You die, you lose things and you have to deal with that. Um, and at no point does that ever change. Um, and sometimes like there are instances, like if you die by falling off a ledge, which now it's not an instant kill. It just does a lot of damage to you. If you die by falling off a ledge, you can't resurrect from that. Um, so, like, you know, areas like more focused around platforming, which is something that Sekiro introduces that from software's other recent games just don't have, uh, they are way more dangerous. And, and they are, like, you know, they were dangerous before, but now it's like uh, this kind of safety net that the rest of the game sets up for you. You, you have to know it's gone for, for certain parts of it. Um, it, there's a lot to it. Like, I, you know, they they really, really explore dying and resurrecting to its full extent throughout that whole game. I think like there are parts of the game where it's like more platforming. You kind of always have to be on edge. Mm-hmm. Parts of the game was a little bit more breezy, kind of like the beginning of the game where it's like, okay, I can just resurrect and get out of here if if I need to, and go back to the next checkpoint, last checkpoint, and rest and and figure it out. Um, and then there are those parts at the toward the end of the game in the second half of the game where enemies will set you up to die and die forever <laughs> and and they will do these status ailments to you that that really screw you over so i I really think they they kind of do everything with it, which i I also think is really cool about Sekiro. interesting I, it, this is a good video game <laughs> it, it, it is a very good video game yeah it's interesting to hear you say because a lot like in your initial what you were talking about is the reincarnation i was like i i got the impression that it was the reincarnation that was the big factor but listening to your explanation just now it's much more the fact that you can't go and get your stuff after you die like that's Mm -hmm. what really breaks up um and separates this from previous titles is what i'm getting yeah and honestly it's kind of freeing because like i've been 
going back and playing Bloodborne with a friend uh, recently, and it is really like, oh shit, I gotta figure out where my where my blood stain is, and like, mm-hmm. gotta, this is like another burden, <laughs> and like, I I don't want it. It's not necessarily that. Obviously, you have a lot of currency, and you, you want to get it back, but it is like a thing of like, man, I gotta I gotta worry about this other thing, um, and and it's like a lot. It's it it takes you out of it in a, in a weird way. Whereas like that that just being kind of permanent lets you live in the moment in a lot more ways than Sekiro and and it it lets you like again like experiment be bold just do what you're going to do mm-hmm. uh and and ultimately the consequence will come when the consequence comes um but it, it's like it's just one less thing of like I have to go recover this thing I have to go save my souls or whatever you know now going back to Bloodborne and kind of that being able to pick it up have you found that you're able to at all shrug that off and because you've played Sekiro now that um that you don't necessarily have to pick things up I know it's an option in like Bloodborne but do you ever find yourself thinking nah I'm good I'll just I'll just keep pressing on like for items and whatnot no like not Bloodborne like for my echoes yeah not Um, worrying about your echoes like from playing Sekiro can going back into Bloodborne where you can reclaim do you not care as much or is it easier for you to think I don't need to go get my echoes anymore yeah it it totally is and and it's funny it's such a weird thing because you know those games are balanced around you like you go to a point you die and you get back to that point, get your echoes, and then continue on, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. the whole loop, <laughs> you know? That's the whole game, to some extent. Um, and when you take that aspect out of it, like, playing Bloodborne again, I'm like, man, I don't have enough experience to level up. Like, I... But I'm I'm having... I think I, I'm being a little bit more bold and being a little bit more chaotic in, in how I'm playing. Um, so I, th- I think th- those things work for those games... And what Sekiro does works for Sekiro. Um, I think it is Sekiro in of itself, especially because it plays so differently than those games, mm-hmm. benefits so much from having a different consequence system. Very interesting. That's that, yeah. it's cool to see how your your gameplay style and kind of mentality has changed after playing Sekiro, Sekiro, going back to previous uh, Soulsborne games. So that's, yeah, it's funny you, you bring that up, because I, I, it's totally true, and I didn't realize it. <laughs> so one aspect that we've talked a bit about in Slack, and that you've mentioned in um, your review itself, is the fact that you don't view Sekiro as an RPG. Now, mm. what I that in itself doesn't bother me so much, and it, or I'm or anything like that. What I'm curious about, and this results goes back to the question I asked you actually earlier today. You find Zelda to be the Zelda series to be an RPG. What mm. what is it about Zelda games that you that make you view it as an RPG, whereas Sekiro isn't? Because in your you specifically called out like leveling and equipment that Sekiro doesn't have that, but neither does Zelda. Yeah. So what is it that Zelda does that Sekiro doesn't that makes you view one as an RPG and one not? It's very funny that you, for listeners reference, Scott asked me like, Hey, do you think of Zelda as an RPG? Like totally not 
giving me any context for the thought of the question earlier, and I, I love that this is being thrown back at me. Because I would say, like, Sekiro is exactly an RPG, funnily enough, in the way... In all the ways that Zelda is an RPG to me, of, like, character growth, and, like, you get items, you get equipment, you... Uh, almost in a way that, like, Metroidvanias are kind of RPGs of, like, you are growing as a character and, and getting tools and getting abilities that let you do new things. And in a way, like, you know, that character progression is the core of all RPGs, right? Like, any kind of character growth from point A to point B, I think, makes it an RPG. And Sekiro has, like, all of those things, for sure. Um, I think what I mostly meant by that is, like, not necessarily in the world of Sekiro versus Zelda, but like in Sekiro versus From Software's other games, right? Um, in in that kind of com- comparison, uh, the the things I see as RPG aspects in like a Zelda game are: you get an item, you get more health, you grow, you become more powerful as the game goes on. Uh, your weapon gets stronger, things like that. Like st- in a way, stats are going up, and and things are going up, and you are getting stronger. Uh, Sekiro has all of those things as well, so that's a that's a fair point. But like, um, if we were to look at Sekiro and um, Dark Souls, right? Like, Dark Souls has mm. twenty eight billion stats oh, yeah. that you can pour things into. And I, and to be like, you know, I, I made a point of saying like, I think the way the, the way in which the the Souls games are RPGs is very much it's almost pen and paper um, to me. Like, it reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of like. Here are your four main stats, like your your wisdom, your strength, uh, your constitution and intelligence, uh, or whatever you know it ends yeah. up breaking out. It's much more um, of a traditional RPG, yeah. Where it's very, like almost like Diablo two, you know? yeah. Where Sekiro uh, and Zelda, for that matter, is more of an abstract RPG. Yes, uh, that's a really good way to put it. Abstract RPG. So I, I think those abstract aspects are there right it Mm -hmm. it even has like numbers for your like health stat and your power your strength your damage stat um that you level up as or or get they get stronger as the game goes on and that like carries over to new game plus and then you continue to get stronger and stronger um so i i think yes sekiro is still an rpg in the abstract sense um but i i would say they really I if you like the the big thing I think about as someone who loves loves Dark Souls and loves Bloodborne, mm-hmm. uh, and Bloodborne is great because it only has like six stats, right? It's mm-hmm. like the, yeah, it's the number one reason why I think like so many people should jump into Bloodborne if you've never played a Souls game before because it's just like hey, they kind of made it a little bit more approachable, right? You're not gonna have to worry about encumbrance, okay? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to yeah. deal with that. Um, but like. You know, Sekiro, I think, you know, in a weird way, it takes more after, like, uh, Dark Souls and some of its, like, the, the the difficulty curve and everything. I think they're all so similar mm-hmm. in, in a way. It's hard to, to say it's more one than the other. But it specifically takes out all those stats, takes out the soul's currency. Um, it You know, the, the currency in Sekiro is uh, money. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but also, uh, it... It has the skill points, and like the skill points is such yeah. a, it's such a character action thing to do. Like I think of like God of War or Devil May Cry, um, and and to be fair, like Devil May Cry uses like red orbs and and whatnot. Um, but like I think of uh more actiony games that that have like focus instead on on skill trees, 
uh, as their RPG equivalent mm-hmm. uh, versus like literal like uh, here's more endurance stat. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's it's it is so much more nebulous and 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 kind of free form. So I, I think that is the way Sekiro makes itself an action game over an RPG. But yeah, I, you know, the DNA is still there. It is still an abstract RPG. We gotta so, coin that, Scott. That's such a yeah, good. That's such a you. good way to describe it. Thank you. So, quick question: Did you have any idea I was going to bring this up when I randomly asked you about Zelda being no an idea. RPG? I thought that was a totally separate question. <laughs> it's really good. That's a that's a good. Yeah, and the best part is I played right into it. You know, because <laughs> I was like, uh, I wonder if he'll. Like, I was surprised you didn't ask. Is like, why do you want to know? That's really random because for folks listening to this it was completely out of the blue it was totally random it was super random this question like i said earlier scott i just trust you implicitly you know i plan um yeah and i would say even to that extent like much like that's why zelda games get categorized as adventure games like that is why action adventure or character in my opinion character action uh, Mm -hmm. is a better way to describe sekiro yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, so tell me about Ninja Prosthetic Tools. So <laughs> they didn't strike you, like, they didn't really impact you at all um, mm-hmm. during your playthrough, which I found to be interesting because it was, like, the prosthetic was literally the first thing we got teased about Sekiro. And for all, for most intentions purposes, I would say is one of the the prime features of this title. But it didn't seem to strike you, or they it didn't really hit you hard. Um, what yeah. did you not really find, whether interesting or fun or impactful, about the, the Ninja Tool system and the prosthetics? I mean, I'll say this. like I do I do really like the the prosthetic tools, right? And the prosthetic arm is, is really cool visually. I think the way all of the different prosthetic cool tools, like like come out of the arm or, or is mm-hmm. very cool it reminds me a lot of like the trick weapons from bloodborne which i i definitely think they oh. are it's an intentional to echo that um and and how intricate they they are and look because like when you switch whatever prosthetic tool you're wearing the arm will change in appearance mm-hmm. um i would say like they're super situational uh is is the big thing so when i think of the combat uh in a more general sense i don't think about the more situational parts of it which would include the mm-hmm. prosthetic tools and then the combat arts which okay. i also i think i didn't mention the combat arts as well they're like special moves basically yeah. um and some of them cost currency some don't and there's no real rhyme or reason to that in my opinion um so like i in my second playthrough especially, I was like, I'm going to try all of these prosthetic tools, and, and I, I want to see if there's more use case for some of them. And it's really hard to find those uses outside of certain moments. Like, there is... What's cool is, like, you can upgrade all of them, and, and you can use them more. I think they... the the My big feeling is that they are more to help you if you're having trouble. Uh, and in a lot of instances, I was kind of like blasting through it or or i was brute forcing it i was just i was more Mm -hmm. interested in learning the timing of every boss by heart because i'm a psychopath right like (laughs) that but that was like really gratifying and really satisfying to me and that is how i ended up playing the game 
and that's what I talk about in my review. Like the whole last section of my review is like learning and 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 learning how to improvise in certain situations and the way like the different generate like randomly generated move sets that the boss will or like versions and orders of operations that the bosses that will do um to to challenge you will like you have to be able to improvise to some extent in that game uh and i think the prosthetic tools because they only work against certain things or are best used in certain situations um are kind of like anti-improvisation in in a lot of ways um but they're super useful um they're they're really helpful early on too like the axe prosthetic tools yeah like, that's the one I use pretty much the whole game front to back too. Like I only use like three or three or four of them. Uh, it's so handy though because it just does a lot of poise damage, and then you can kind of break the guard and, and go from there. Um, so I part of it is I only really used a handful of them, and and another part of it is the core of the combat uh, spoke to me so much by that by the end of the game I I was not really using a lot of the prosthetic tools. Um, I was more focusing on my timing and my parrying. And my different like skills, so I think I fell on it. Interesting. I mean, the combat is fantastic in Sekiro. Mm -hmm. It's the the timing and just the back and forth is a really cool take. On, yeah, uh, it might it might be my favorite combat in any video game. Uh, I'm still thinking about it. I've been thinking about it for a very mm -hmm. long time, <laughs> but I I don't know what I would put above it. Like. Because they're they're combat systems that I like maybe equally as much, like Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. Like mm -hmm. I, I really love the combat in that game. But it's a little mindless, right? Yeah. And Sekiro is like the complete opposite of it. But like the the comparison, I, I wanted to work this into the review in some way, but there's no justifiable way for, for me to do it. You'll get it, and I, hopefully the listeners will get it too. But like for me, every boss fight in Sekiro is like the um lingering will boss fight in kingdom Hearts 2 final mix yeah um which is like this incredibly difficult boss fight mostly because you have to know it you have to know what to do in every situation and you have to be able to like there's so little room for error uh mm -hmm. you have to like whittle down your margin for error to this small small little slice and even still there it sometimes comes down to luck that's every major yeah. fight in Sekiro, and it's amazing. <laughs> That's so good. Now that you've mentioned it, it is very much like that lingering will fight, like knowing exactly when to parry and block and get out of the way. Or it's yeah. it's very similar. Now that I think about it, yeah. And I love that. That was like my favorite boss fight up until this game. Mm -hmm. um, and. Yeah, it was like getting that feeling of like relearning that fight in almost every major boss fight in this game was like so. It was like euphoric for me, but also like I was screaming because I was, <laughs> it was so difficult. <laughs> you know, like it is, it is a harrowing experience. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, the last question I have for you, obviously, fantastic game, we love it. And I'm also a big Soulsborne fan myself. What? aspect or mechanic of Sekiro would you like to see adopted in future Dark Souls and Bloodborne games? And what mechanics or systems from those games would you like to see in a potential Sekiro 2? Um, weirdly enough, uh, jumping. 
is the the thing that should go to Dark Souls for sure. Like they, it was because they've never really done it before, mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly, I was a little worried about it. Oh yeah, uh, of like okay, like there's this kind of more vertical height to every area you're going through. Is that going to change things? And like the other one, I would say like it would, it's kind of a head heads or tails thing. I think they they might go hand in hand. Is stealth like I think stealth enhances Sekiro so much for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it trivializes some of the harder enemies to some extent, but you know it's still hard to sneak up on on a big dude and 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 surprise attack him. So mm-hmm. it's still satisfying for sure. Um, but jumping like being able to explore vertically, uh, and and like all of the best parts about From Software's level design are still here. Only you can jump now, and that they use it like it kind of like the resurrection thing. They just they use it in every imaginable way you'd want them to. Uh, and it's awesome. Like, by the end of that game, you can find these little tunnels that you can, like, wall jump up these, like, almost like the the screw attack wall jump walls in, like, Metroid Prime 2 and 3 mm-hmm. um, that you can, like, use to find these secret high-up areas. Uh, like, the... And, like, these really well-hidden things. And, like, there there's always been really well-hidden areas in... in from software's games just because they make worlds that are so immersive and that you just want to find every nook and cranny and um jumping just adds so much to that i think uh and and being able to move vertically jumping over enemy attacks and like all the kind of frame precision that they've put in to this game is like Mm -hmm. just it's stellar you know it's that stuff i would love to see move to dark souls because i think imagine if you could scale vertically a castle in some medieval medieval land, mm-hmm. I'm like in. You don't even. I don't even need to. See I'd love it. to see it in a, the Bloodborne universe, like yeah, with all the sure. buildings and how. Yeah, that would be really cool. And shout out to the Sweet. grappling hook. Yes, grappling hook's great. That's like the prosthetic tool that everyone will use the most for sure. Um, but the thing from the Souls games to the other, uh, and we kind of talked about this on a recent episode of the podcast, the Rational Passions podcast. I think multiple weapons would help. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, the way I kind of pitched it was like, you kind you got maybe three to five main choices, yeah. uh, and then you, you stick with them, right? It's, it's not a thing where you're changing weapons all the time, but you have more than just kind of one option. It wasn't a thing that bothered me, right? Um, because I've always just kind of played those games with a katana. So this just being that mm-hmm. <laughs> was almost a match made in heaven for me. Um, but I, I know a lot of people certainly prefer the choice, uh, and, and while the prosthetic tools give you choices, they're not as important, right? Uh, I already kind of mentioned that, uh, and having like a heavy sword or a heavy spear or an ax or something like that as like an alternate weapon, I think would be really cool. Uh, especially if they gave it the care and depth that they gave, uh, the katana in this game. Completely agree. Completely agree. Well, that's all the questions I had for you, sir. Um, mm. Where can people uh, find your review? And uh, what's your your, fi- your final say, your final soapbox, soapbox on Sekiro? Um, it's on irrationalpatch.com. It should be up. My hope is that around when you're hearing this, it will also be available to you. Um, I I worked really hard on it. Like I I really thought about everything I wanted to say because um I went back and forth on on kind of the score I wanted to give it. 
Um, and we'll we'll see what I end up giving it once it, the everything is is polished and clean, and I have um, all my thoughts in one place. I'll I'll, I'll know for sure. But um, I, I care about this game a lot. I think, in my opinion, this is the culmination of everything from software has been working toward. Uh, I think they have experimented a lot. Um, they've tried different things within this one realm, and they were finally ready to like, all right, let's totally let's take the the kind of core design of that the kind the the core look and feel of of what we have done for years now and totally gut it and rework it from the ground up into something maybe more fast paced or more actiony i don't know ultimately what they wanted to like where they started with it um but i can say that where they ended with it is is an accomplishment i think it's just one of the best playing video games i've ever played um, which is how I felt about Bloodborne at the time. I think that the changes they made for that were also an accomplishment. But Sekiro even more so because it goes back to the drawing board. It asks more questions. Uh, why do we have this? Why don't we get rid of this? Why don't we try this? Um, and, and it extends that courtesy to the player too. And it really encourages you to be bold, to learn, to grow, to get better. Um and and to try new things like if if you are hitting your head against a wall in Sekiro you really have to take a step back and and think about what you're doing and what you're doing wrong and what you can do to improve that it's not always timing it's not always like when to attack and when to guard um sometimes it is like maybe this prosthetic tool is what i need or maybe i need to get more skills in this skill tree or or maybe uh, i need to be more patient you know i i think Sekiro is just from every moment that you are in it, the best parts about From Software is games of tension and satisfaction and combat. Uh, and I think it rewards you for, for committing to it. Uh, and I, I'm just head over heels for it. I think it's so good. Favorite um, game so far this year? Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely my number one so far this year. Uh, and, like, you know, that's in a year Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, um, which is wild in of itself, but and I like that game a lot. Uh, it's just like Sekiro brings something fresh mm-hmm. to the table that is just remarkable, I think. For sure, for sure. Well, Mr. Alex O'Neill, thank you so much for sitting down and talking ninjas and Sekiro with me. I very much appreciate it. Of course. Been fun. Where can people find you online? Uh, Alfighter27 on Twitter. You can see me tweeting about Carly Rae Jepsen's new album. Get some hot takes out there. Good Great. stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, everybody, this has been another Irrational Passions review discussion. If you enjoyed it, be sure to follow us on Twitter at IrrationalPod. Check out our other review discussions on YouTube.com slash IrrationalPassions. And you can also find them on our website, IrrationalPassions.com. And subscribe to Irrational Passions Presents. It's got cool stuff on it like these. Until next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.